This is Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Michigan Primary Care Partners of Big Rapids on WBRN. Welcome back to Talk Medicine with Dr. Harpreet Singh from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids and MichiganPrimaryCarePartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett. This is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. This is segment two, and today we're discussing uh, UTIs and the various uh, complications that can arise from them. And uh, we were talking in the last segment, you said you were going to discuss something, the TED Talk. What is that? So, you know, um, I heard a very interesting story on uh, TED Talks, you know, TED.com. And the scientist who was giving this uh, report, or he was talking about this uh, study, he, uh, his name was Paul Flores, P-H-O-L-E-R-O-S, Flores. And he, his name of his TED Talk was How to Reduce Poverty. And he mentioned to fix homes. So he did, um, so there was a person in Central Asia in 1985. This story is from 1985. And a man called Yami Lester, an Aboriginal man, was running a health service. So he found that 80% of people who were walking in his clinic uh, had infectious disease. So very interestingly, he went back and studied their living conditions. And he found their living conditions were not up to the speed. They had a bad living conditions, uh, no working shower, no working toilet, uh, no, uh, no working toilets. And, uh, you know, uh, they were cooking over there only and really bad living conditions. And he found that it is uh, the people who had lower standard of living had the worst infectious disease. So what he did was he did not provide any money uh, to them. Uh, so, you know, what he did was he assembled a team of people and that team was a doctor. And they did a study on these people. And, uh, you know, they got money from the from the government. And, and so they, they assembled, uh, they fixed their houses basically. They had a working toilet and a showers and this and that. And the results of study were astounding. It was amazing how they were able to save so many lives uh, with just by giving a shower. And and I was very uh, impressed with how he presented it and how the study was conducted. And very interesting. And he advised people to have a shower and basically he provided them a shower then advised people to uh, have a shower. And suddenly he saw that the rate of infectious disease, the eyes, the nose, the lungs, and the other various infectious disease, the rate of that those infections went down. Wow. Just to have, have a shower. And it was an amazing study uh, because... Uh, now, when I see patients and how many times I will ask them, you know, in their social habits, uh, when was the last time you had a shower? And it is amazing that uh, people will say that, you know, I did not have a shower today or in the last couple of days. I just... Really? Uh, yeah. You know, again, it is, it is amazing that they just, you know, they uh, they will have a sponge bath. Yeah. And I... I was, uh, you know, um, looking at that story, looking at that study, 
and looking at uh, the uh, habits and uh, you know so i have started coaching my patients that it is very very important to uh, take a shower and because again if e coli can sit in the poop area and it can travel up and then it it kind of creates an a uh, cesspool over there that it will create uh, cultures uh, of bacteria over there which can go up into the bladder causing bladder infection then it can go into the kidneys causing pyelonephritis the people who have recurrent they they again and again they have the infections i strongly advise them to take a shower sometimes when the person is alone and and cannot take and we cannot arrange a home health care because the insurance company is not able to approve that so you know i though the study which in the ted talk was done for the upper respiratory tract infection eye infection nose infections but i usually tell them for a urine tract infection you buy a sids bath so mm-hmm. i usually advise them that a sids bath is kind of a little um, little uh, container where after you uh, pass a bowel movement you you know you use a toilet paper you put a warm water in that sids bath and then uh, you sit over there so that you can wash Is that the same thing that's used for hemorrhoids and stuff afterwards or something? Yes, exactly. So you use that and then you take, after you you throw the water out and you take another uh, set of uh, toilet paper, tap it, and then use again a fresh batch of water so that you can clean it properly so that you don't get again again infections. otherwise you can also use a bidet system and it's available uh, all over the place you can 20 30 bucks mm-hmm. which will help you to prevent because you are basically washing the bacteria and then you tap it dry mm-hmm. don't leave it wet because then you have chances of having the fungal infection mm-hmm. so you know when you see the patient profiles and you see they are getting again and again infections and we are uh wasting so much of money on the urine infection in fact i have a journal article from american family physician very interesting the first line it says that uh, is a leading cause of morbidity and healthcare expenditures in persons of all ages so healthcare expenditure due to this is immense and and 40 estimated 40% of women will report urine tract infection in their lifetime and there are 1 million hospitalizations because of that and 7 million office visits because of the urine if wow. because of the urine tract infection and the annual cost for urine tract infection is 1 billion man 1 billion b with a billion wow and, and just so comparing this the cost we are spending and what this guy is advising about the infections having a shower and uh, you know in america we have like 3 4 two bathrooms but still <laughs> we don't use that you know well and and that was kind of shocking to me to hear that to hear you say that people there's some people that go two or three days but then when you think of older people 
who may have may have slipped in the shower or something before and they're afraid to get into a shower or or they have trouble getting into their shower or something like that maybe you know then you think well okay that makes a little bit more sense but you know just i mean you I mean, otherwise you just don't think about people not taking a shower you know going out in the workforce you know i it's very disheartening when uh, we have to struggle uh, with the you know insurance companies because they don't approve home health care so that they can come in and do a shower in your for the patients because that's a basic and sometimes i wonder that every insurance company should see this ted talk because if they don't uh, get a urine infections they will be saving money for you guys right, you know right yeah and it is uh, you know 1 billion dollars are spent on the urine tract infection the simple mm-hmm. if we have just a shower yeah. and uh, if we kind of promote that the healthy child but again and make I, the showers safe so that they can put the hand or handrails if they need them or you know easy step ins and stuff like that so that they can get in and out oh absolutely you know i other day i saw uh, you know some advertisement somewhere where the wheelchair can go into the shower and people can have a shower again i don't know the advantage of that because you know you're taking the germs in and then sitting over there you have to have a proper hand shower mm-hmm. so that you can clean you know your area your genital area your uh, you know and you have to clean properly so i personally feel the bidet system should really work really well you know and uh, you know in in india you know every home every 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 toilet and every uh, uh, bathroom they have a bidet system the you know it's very interesting when i i came over here i did not find a bidet system i said mm-hmm. where is a bidet system <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know uh, you know but it is available all over the place and it is very very uh, very helpful you yeah. know We so, have a nine-year-old nephew with a super soaker. So, I mean, it, it still does the same thing. Super soaker? What is that? <laughs> Squirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> If he comes in while you're, when you're getting out of the shower or off, oh, out of, off the bathroom, then you know, he's got you. So, uh, super so, soaker. <laughs> what is this? Dr. Rob Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it important to do culture and sensitivity? Super soaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you are going to make I'm going to put your leg on this one. <laughs> so anyways, um so why it is important to do culture and sensitivity? So first of all, you know, if you see uh, before we uh, uh you know go to the culture and sensitivity and when the patient comes in, he he or she has all the symptoms. We do a urine analysis. So when we do the urine analysis there are a couple of the things which are present in those tests which are positive you know leucastrase or nitrite if it is a nitrite it's a special kind of a bacteria again i don't want to confuse my listeners with the complicated names staphylococcus you know cephalopeticus klebsiella and proteus and just remember that if leucastrase is positive and you have have a uh, nitrite as positive there are chances that you have a bacterial infection okay then we see how many white cells are present in that urine 
if there are more than 10 white cells, the chances of infection are higher. And then we start looking at whether you have bacteria or whether you have blood. And the blood does not mean that infection is more serious or not. Blood just means that it could be uh, there is um, blood coming from the kidneys or there, if there is blood clots, the blood clots coming from either uh, because the woman was menstruating or you have clots coming from the um, f- uh, from the bladder, mm-hmm. whether there was a stone or whether there was a cancer or that. And that's kind what of I was going to ask if it was something that from straining or something like that that it, can cause. Yeah. And so that is first step. When a person comes with the symptoms, we in our office we can quickly do a dipstick. We can find these results really quickly, and we can get the test done. And if it is the patient is complaining of pain in the back, on the flank area, then we start thinking of kidney infection. We start thinking of whether the infection has spread through the body or not. Then we do a detailed urine analysis and we do urine culture and sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if there are more than uh, 100,000, more than 100,000 colonies per ml in women, and then that means the infection is there and we need to treat it. And we can, we are just looking for those four bacteria, uh, as I mentioned, E. coli, Escherichia coli, Klebsiella, Klebsiella proteus, and Staphylococcus hepatoeticus. <laughs> wow. That's why, you know, again. I'm just going to call them Harpo, Chico, Zeppo, and Groucho, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's easier for me to remember, the the four of them that way. Just four bacteria, and if they are present, then that means we need to treat. There are some other bacteria which are present, like Lactobacilla, Enterococcus, Group B Staphylococcus, and Quag negative Staphylococcus. Again, big names. You don't need to remember the names. If these are present then that means it's most probably contaminant. They are not the real infection. So interesting part is when we do culture and sensitivity, if it is more than 100,000, then we treat. Sometimes what happens is when the patient is getting repeated infections, and you have your, like today, I had a patient who had asterisk positive, leuke asterisk positive, nitrate positive, the colony count was only 10,000. Mm-hmm. And underneath, it was, it was written mixed flora. So if there is no culture sensitivity, there is no need to give antibiotics if the you don't have 100. This is because patient does not have symptoms. If the patient does not have symptoms of dysuria or painful urination, frequency, or blood, or urgency, and it only has positive asterase and positive nitrate, you don't need to give antibiotics because antibiotics have their own danger. If I give a ciprofloxacin to the patient without the symptoms, what's going to happen is it's going to cause, it's going to kill the good bacteria in my belly. Mm, okay. And that will cause as, uh, that will lead to Clostridium difficile, another type of uh, uh, bacteria in the belly, which can cause uh, diarrhea 
and other sort of infection. So not going, changing the topic, but it can cause C. diff, uh, 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 Clostridium difficile infection. So it's very important to do, if you have symptoms, you come to the doctor's office, you get a dipstick. If that is positive, we do uh, urine analysis and we do culture and sensitivity. And we first we start with the empiric therapy and we taper to the the therapy for that specific bacteria because mm-hmm. if it is if it is resistance. You check the dipstick on your car, you might as well go in and get a dipstick check at the doctor, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with segment three. This is Talk Medicine with Dr. Harpreet Singh for Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids, also found on michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time.